Hello and welcome to the Achilles Heel Podcast. My name is Elias Ralsima and I will be your host. For those of you who are listening and don't know who I am, I am a Division I strength coach who's been doing this professionally for coming up on five years now. I've trained over 500 Division I athletes. I currently have a couple athletes who are playing basketball professionally in Europe and I've worked with football, basketball, women's basketball, Track and field, I have a long history of that for those of you who have been following me. Um, I wanted to start off by just giving a little bit of a background of who I am and what my last couple years of um, development and everything have looked like. For those of you who don't know, I came to the University of Central Arkansas about four or so years ago now. Um, I actually drove down in a Subaru with about $500 in my bank account and everything that I owned fit inside of it. So we're not talking pulling down a trailer. I didn't have a roof rack of any sorts. And I knew whenever I came down here that I had an extreme passion for training athletes and I wanted to just bring out the best in them. For a lot of reasons, I find athletics to be a really unique place. I had previously spent four years uh, as a competitive athlete in track and field, and then I actually had a gap year. And one thing I realized that ultimately catapulted me back into the realm of collegiate athletes is it's a different world. People show up with a just a different air and a different vibe around them whenever they're chasing their dream. And being out in, you know, we'll call it the air quotes, the real world, it's, it was weird to me to be around people who weren't excited for the day, who weren't looking forward to whatever was coming. They didn't have these monumental fears, whether it was competing in front of thousands of people and the, you know, the anxiety that athletes naturally go through, but also these incredible goals to succeed and to do something um, that they had never done before. So that's kind of why I got into that. Um, and that's a little bit Honestly, why I got into this podcast is I'm fascinated by the stories that we tell ourselves, both true and untrue, as well as the progression from year to year that people either do make or unfortunately how some people stagnate for years and even decades in their life. And so I just wanted to start with that. Um, A little bit of what I wanted to talk about is where I've been for approximately the past two weeks I have recorded a show, haven't got that one up yet. It is coming. I do have an incredible guest there, so we're excited for that. But for the most part, I've been taking a break from some of this podcasting just due to the time it takes both to record it, have an outline, schedule meetings, get things done, as well as um, my lovely wife editing that and the immense amount of time that that takes her. And so I've been hitting rehab hard. That's been going well. For those of you who have been following me for a while, You'll know that I'm recovering from a full Achilles rupture. I did that approximately four months ago. I'm still slightly ahead of schedule. I have been struggling with some really, really intense posterior tibialis tendonitis. And so for those of you who don't know, um, just find your shin bone and the tibialis is just to the backside and the inside of that. Um, And that's honestly just related to the injury and and some of the things that are coming back from that. But anyways, so that's been an issue. However, things have been progressing well. I started jogging approximately 10 days ago. Um, I'm finally back to being able to do a straight bar back squat, um, which to me is the king of all movements. And so that's been really good for me, both mentally and physically. The other day, I squatted somewhere in the mid 300s, 
which for me isn't spectacular. Normally I'm about a, a 450 back squatter. However, really good to get back to that um, and just back to um, progressing and, and everything else. Additionally, with the last couple of weeks, I've been finishing up some remodeling on my house. So also kind of a little FYI here. Uh, my wife and I are remodeling our house. It is a 70s house. Um, at the time that we bought it, it had been a rent house for quite a while. And as things go, hadn't been taken the greatest care of. We have two bathrooms. We're currently finishing up the smaller one. So we put in a window. Um, I laid all the tiling. We did a new vanity, new um, paint, everything else. Uh, replumbed it, uh, redid electrical, and it's come out really, really well. For anybody who's interested in seeing some of that, we will in the near future we're going to begin to try and post a few more of those things on our Instagram. I believe it's Elias Rolfsema, E-L-I-A-S-R-O-E-L-F-S-E-M-A, or something to that effect. And we're also finishing up a kitchen remodel, put in a really spectacular set of French doors, basically redid everything from the studs out, including drywall, painting, new cabinets, new flooring, um, electrical, of course, and a few other things like that. Got in a really nice um, range hood. It's all steel and glass, so that looks really good. Been finishing that up. I also, about the time I tore my Achilles, we started a shed project. And so rather than doing just one of the quite honestly silly and flimsy sheds that you can get at Home Depot, custom built one on a pier system. And so in our area and just the way that um, the rain and the water flow, on occasion, water will flow through our backyard, and so it's actually up on treated 4x4s that are on a cement pylon system, and so it's really sturdy, really solid. i um, been finishing that up, did the roofing on that and finished some of the walls on it yesterday, not yesterday, a couple days ago, and so been taking care of that. It's now fully weather tight. In addition to that, um, Alex's car is a fantastic little Subaru. And it was having some brake and other issues. So basically had to redo uh, almost the entire braking system on the rear end of her car and did the oil and filter on that in mine as well. And so um, I am very much committed to this podcast. But, you know, as as people who aren't at the point in our lives where we have excess money, you know, I, I heard this great saying of, you know, well, how'd you learn how to do those things? Well, I grew up poor. All of those things lead me into my main topic today, which is basically what is work? Um, a lot of people, um, especially in the, the athletic world, but honestly in a lot of different things, especially entrepreneurship, they want to talk about being the hardest worker in the gym. And the, you know, and I've come to believe that that's quite silly and, and to be honest, pretty ridiculous. And I've actually preached this mentality um, to a lot of the athletes that uh, I've had the the pleasure of coaching is it's not about work. It's about output and productivity. And so, for example, if we were to go, let's say that I was training one of you and your goal was to lose weight and we we're to go into a gym and I said, hey, okay, today's workout, we're going to do a thousand push-ups as fast as you can. You want to talk about something that is a tremendous amount of work and just an insanely hard challenge that's going to be it. That would be harder than the hardest workout that I've ever done. However, that's not productive. And so while we might spend three hours there um, hating ourselves and cussing the workout and everything else, at the end of that, we're not really going to have accomplished very much. And so I've reframed how I look at work a little bit, and it's actually helped me be more productive. So work is regarded as the output from any given activity, and that is related to leverage. So if you can think about using a pry bar for any of you who've used that, 
or maybe a breaker bar for taking off a stuck bolt or something, um, you put in the same amount of work, but you get more output. So that's increased leverage. And so in my opinion, that would be increased work. And so currently, as I've just said, I had to take two weeks off of accomplishing some of my, um, let's call them professional aspirations so far as this podcast and coaching a little bit less and everything. And that's because I don't have the tools, i.e. the leverage. In this case, it happens to be money, but to have other people do them. Because if I could have hired someone to do my bathroom or to do my shed or to do whatever else, it would have taken none of my time, it would have taken some of my resources, but then I could have dedicated that um, to things that for me personally and hopefully professionally are more productive. And so I'm um, going back to the theme of this podcast as the Achilles heel is my goal for this is to begin to show you and take you on my journey of finding out ways to be in higher leverage activities because the Achilles heel in this situation is obviously a literal weakness um, but in a lot of ways it's the metaphorical rate limiting factor right it's the one thing that keeps you from progressing in your life faster and believe it or not in every area of your life there's always going to be one specific detail or issue or problem that is keeping you from getting to your goals Um, or at least keeping you from getting there as quickly as you want to. And so this is the value of expertise. This is why it is worth listening to the best people in your field or seeking out help or coaching or something that you're not very good at. For example, for probably the last five to six years, I've been well over a 400-pound deadlifter, which isn't that much in the world of strength, but for someone who's relatively light, around 200 typically, and I'm about 6'3". That's really a pretty respectable deadlift if you keep in mind the fact that I can also run, I can also do these other things, okay? And this brings me back to my point of expertise is I can save you years of making mistakes, potential injuries, and other things in my area because I know the smarter things to do, right? We're not going to try and do a thousand push-ups to get better at deadlifting. The same is true of many other things. If I had had, for example, a roommate who was a professional carpenter, I could probably be done flipping this house and my wife and I would be already ready to make a large profit and move on with some of our financial goals. Okay, So that is the value of expertise and that's part of what I hope to be able to bring um, you, that is my listeners, by having these fantastic guests who are further ahead of me in this game of life and potentially ahead of you and some of the things that they they have accomplished. And so as I'm looking for guests on this, I'm always looking for people who have a unique perspective or who are further along than me or have a great story to tell. So this also brings me to a point, if there's any guests or ideas or topics that you guys, the listeners, would like to hear, please, please let me know. Drop a comment. Find me on social media. You can do whatever you need to do there um, because I would love to know how to better craft this um, experience to be uh, to be useful for you guys as well. All right, so that brings me to kind of my final thing um, that I'm wanting to talk about here and just to give a little bit of an update on what it is that I actually do. And so as I've mentioned many times, I am a collegiate strength and conditioning coach. I coach the men's and women's basketball team at the University of Central Arkansas right now. On the men's team, I have 17 athletes this year, and on the women's team, we have 13. 
For those of you who are unaware of the summer cycle, we actually had eight weeks of mandatory program training with the guys. For us, that looks like basically four uh, four hours a week. We're looking at about 60-minute sessions. Um, so these are highly, highly stressful and um, busy and structured sessions. Most of my guys are over 6'4". If you were to do an average team height of 17, I bet our average height is probably 6'4", maybe 6'5". Um, with our tallest being about 6'9", maybe 6'10". And we have one kid who's under 6 foot. Um, so whenever I give you some of our back squat and vertical numbers um, just for a better frame of reference, um, unless a person's hip crease, so that's basically if you were to be standing and you lifted up your knee, the hip crease is where um, you would find the, you know, basically the bend or the crease. Unless their hip crease is below the top of their knee, we're not considering that a successfully completed squat. And the reason I do have to say this is Instagram and social media are filled with people hitting 300, 400, 500, even some 600 pound squats that are just terrible. Um, so whenever I tell you that I'm a 450 pound squatter or will be in the next four weeks, um, you know the quality of movement I'm talking about. I could most definitely squat in the 500s, maybe mid 500s if I wanted to do a quarter squat like I've seen some people doing. But that's not how we rock and roll. There's a whole bunch of functional reasons for why I believe um, the full range of motion weight is better, but we're not going to get into that right now. So anyway, starting with the men's team. On average, each person's back squat went up 75 pounds over our eight weeks of summer training. Um, and whenever you take into account that coming into the summer training, I had several guys, probably a third of the team already, um, well over 300. I really feel like that's a, a pretty good accomplishment for a men's basketball team because you are talking about guys who are traditionally lighter and definitely longer limbed. Our standing vertical, so that's two feet with no step, went up approximately two inches across the entire team and our running vertical so that's basically off of one foot with a couple steps build up that went up roughly an inch and a half along with increasing our mobility and so this is primarily squat depth um, that we're talking about here or lunge depth if we're you know measuring one of those as well as increasing our knee health which is one of the number one um, issues you might call it the achilles heel of collegiate basketball players almost every um, high schooler who comes into this has at one point or another had some version of patellar tendonitis. And so currently we have 17 guys who are moving well. They actually lifted this morning. Um, they're squatting deep, they're squatting heavy, um, and they're running and jumping higher. Two inches may or may not sound like a good improvement, but one thing to um, keep in mind whenever you're thinking about this population is out of the 17 guys that I have, 15 of the guys were doing windmill dunks or you know whatever's cooler better than that prior to the start of summer training. Um, so our best guy, he's 6'8". He has a 45 or 6 inch, I forget, running vertical. This was as of uh, two weeks ago whenever we retested. He's almost touching the top of the backboard just for reference. So standard 10 foot goal, the rim is at 10 foot. He's potentially hitting his head on the rim. All right, so pretty spectacular athletes. Um, lucky to work with some of them. Our women, moving on to them, had a spectacular summer as well. Out of the 13 ladies um, that I've been able to coach, their back squats went up roughly 60 pounds um, each, which actually is a more significant gain than the men if you look at the percentage of strength gained. 
Um, and also they're just um, quite a bit lighter, probably on average anywhere from 40 to 45 pounds lighter than the guys in body weight. And so a 60 pound increase is very significant. Their verticals went up three inches. So actually they're two foot vertical. So I was really excited about that. That's actually more significant than the guys. Uh, my best girl had a 29 and a half inch um, standing vertical. So two feet with no step and a 32 inch running vertical. Um, so pretty cool on that. This girl in particular, really excited about. She actually um, squatted 225 pounds today, hip crease below her knees at a body weight of about 150. So pretty excited about that. She's also, I would say, probably 5'5 five, five or 5'6. Five, and uh, after lifting and then after a full basketball practice this morning, she went on to grab rim. So that was pretty cool to see. Additionally, she's someone who's been through multiple years of patellar tendonitis prior to me taking over coaching her. And so I'm really excited to say that she's basically been able to squat pain-free for probably three to four weeks in that. And so once again, this is not to say that my system is spectacular or anything else. Almost everything I do has been blatantly stolen from strength and conditioning coaches who are better than me. And anybody who thinks, you know, in a, in a significant field that's been around for a little while, that they're reinventing the wheel is either doing something that's honestly not very good or they're just lying about where they got their information from. Because there's very, very few things in an established field that are just new. And so the biggest thing that I've done is take a lot of learning, learn a lot of lessons from people that are better than me, failed with myself a tremendous amount of time um, in order to put together a better training plan. So thank you for listening to this quick update. I know it wasn't the most uh, entertaining of episodes. I am working on getting the uh, most recent one with a guest edited. That will be a very entertaining episode. I'm a fantastic guest for that one. So final thing, I just want to thank you so much for taking this part of your day to listen to this. Um, It truly means a lot that there's a, a lot of you out there that are willing to listen to me babble on. If you can, my one ask of you is that any of my episodes that you think were good or entertaining or made you think of somebody in your life, please share that with one person just so that we can help spread the message and this can reach more people because these are a pretty good investment of my time and energy to make. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the good compliments, the outreach, everything else. I will be back next time. As always, have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.